Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. Romans chapter 8, I was teaching from verse number 1. Um, our, we looked at verses 1 to 4. We looked at verses 1 to 4. Where the Bible says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. I began by making reference to the fact that when you become born again, you are governed by some laws and these laws are not like the law of Moses where you have got thou shalt not thou shalt not thou shalt not no I mentioned that we are governed by different type of laws all right and um, I gave you uh, two laws and then I was talking to about the third law on Sunday so the first law I talked about was the law of faith that when you are born again God wants you to walk by the law of faith. And in fact, you are not yet declared born again until you apply the law of faith. And that law of faith says, With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you believe and you confess. You believe, you confess. So in other words, there is a synchronization, there is a coloration, there is a corresponding action between your heart and your mouth. By that law of faith, you receive your salvation. By that law of faith, you receive your justification. By that law of faith, where you believe and you confess, you shift from a righteousness which is based on doing, which is the righteousness of the law. Now, if you look at Romans chapter 10, you know, there are two types of righteousness that we are given in that passage that Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which he doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. So we pick up two things that one, the righteousness which is of the law doeth. You have to do things, you have to kill animals. You have to obey the law of Moses in order for you to be declared righteous. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh. What does he say? Say not in your heart. What? Who shall ascend to heaven to bring up Christ from there? Or who shall descend into the deep that what? To bring up Christ again from the dead. What? But what, what does it say? It saith, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. And that is the word of faith which we speak. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, 
Uh-huh. You shall confess with your mouth the lordship of Jesus over you. The kingdom of Christ over you. The rulership of Christ over you. That from that moment on you now belong to a kingdom called the kingdom of Christ. The kingdom of light. When you shall speak that with your mouth and shall believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead. The Bible says you shall be saved. Now, the word is saved there is not only in the light of salvation as to make heaven, but it is also in the light of deliverance. It is also in the light of healing. It is also in the light of breakthrough. It is also in the light of being catapulted from a place of failure to a place of success. Someone said, Amen. So that is so important for you to understand. And then the Bible explains now, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so it is a law called the law of faith okay and then there is another law by which we function as born again children of god and is called the law of love you see you are born of god and the bible says god is love so in other words because you are born of god and god is love then we can make an equation if you are born of God and God is love, then it follows that if God is love, then you are love as well. Okay, you are love. And the love there, the agape is the God kind of love. Not human type of love, but what? God kind of love. You are agape because you are born of God and God is love. Therefore, you are love. You are agape. So as a child of God, you cannot deny yourself. The moment a child of God begins to hate other people, he is denying who he is. He is denying himself. He is departing from what he is and becoming something strange. It is strange for a child of God not to love. It is strange for a child of God not to walk in love. It is strange for a child of God not to love others. It takes a lot of effort for a child of God to hate others. But it does not take any effort for a child of God to love. Why? Because this is who you are. That's why when you love, you are normal. When you hate, you are abnormal. <laughs> oh God. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? When you love and walk in love, you are normal. You feel energized. You feel something is being pumped in your spirit. You feel, aha, you are alive. But you see, when you hate people, you feel sick. When you hate people, you feel weak. When you hate people, you feel emotional turbulence. It's as if you're, you're riding on a plane and there's a lot of wind. You feel this emotional turbulence. Why? Because that is abnormal for you as a child of God. You are born of love and love is God. This is agape. The Bible says whoever is born of God and yet... And yet does not love his brother or hate his brother. He's still walking in darkness. So you see, it's not that you are darkness, uh -uh, but you are walking in darkness. You're out of order. Amen. We need to say time out. Oh, yes. Out of order. <laughs> You're walking in darkness. Why? Because you are born of God and God is what? Love. You are agape. All right? You are agape. So the Bible calls you be loved. Uh -huh, I know. You call them beloved. It's beloved. Why? Because you are loved. So be loved. Yeah. Someone say yeah. Yeah. Be loved. Uh -huh. Agapetos. Agapetos. So you 
as agape, you are called ani agapetos. Therefore, you agapao. You love. You agapao. This is who you are. It is natural and normal for you. You see, I've discovered a secret. I've discovered. I've discovered a secret. You know, love, it's like a reservoir. Okay, of water. It's like this huge dam which is loaded with water. Huh? And this water is looking for an opportunity to come out of the bondage. It wants to come out of the dam. It's looking for an opportunity. So each time you make a small hole, twink, water starts pumping out. Because love is troublesome. It troubles you. It will not settle. It will not be quiet until it finds its way out to be expressed. And it looks for an object where it can express itself on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see, it was for his own advantage. It was for his own good that God had to find an object of his love. The object is, it doesn't have to be deserving. The object, it doesn't have to be holy. The object, it doesn't have to be worthy. As long as God needed something to express his love on and it happened to be that something was you. <laughs> and upon you, God has lavished his love. Now God feels good because, oh, oh my goodness, that was tough. What was tough? It was tough to keep love within. It was difficult for God to keep love within. He had to express it. When he expressed it upon you, he went, oh, this is amazing. God feels good by loving you. And I'm, promise, I'm promising you something. You're going to feel good by loving other people. There's nothing to be gained by, getting, by, by hating anybody. There's nothing to be gained by being mean to people. There's nothing to be gained. And in fact, there's everything to be lost if you don't walk in love. You, if you don't walk in love, there's everything to be lost. Love is the highest level of your existence. As a child of God. Someone said amen. Amen. Someone said amen. Amen. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm talking about. Are you getting it? Oh yes. So it's a law that a child of God must walk in. Now last week I talked about the law. Of what? Of the spirit of life. That that law of the spirit of life. Sets you free from another law. A law of sin and death. When Adam sinned, we know that death entered into the world. Alright? So it was a law. So whether anyone was doing anything wrong, it was irrelevant. As long as you are born from the genealogy of Adam, there was a law operating in your system. There was a law operating inside of you. It was a self-destructive law. I don't know whether some of you have ever observed um, on Telegram that you can set a law there. That when you send a message, the message must self-destruct, <laughs> self-destroy, okay, within five seconds or ten seconds. As soon as someone opens it, <laughs> within ten seconds, the message is destroyed. It's a law that you can set in your telegram message. So it's the same thing, the law of what? Of sin and death. It was a self-destruction law that was set in motion. Okay, it was set in motion by the sin of Adam. God told him, the day you shall eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Simple. So it was something that, it was like a gun loaded 
and then you put a finger on the trigger, or it needs someone to trigger it, it will go off. And that law was put there, and it was ready to go off. As long as Adam and Eve didn't eat from the fruit, they were okay. But from the day, the moment, the time, the second they ate of that fruit, that law became operational, it became active. Okay, and began to function in people. And the Bible says something so interesting that, you see, by that time, there was no law of Moses. Okay? And then, from the time God taught Adam that law, to where we come to the days of Noah, whoever, you know, it was in the middle, alright? There was no other law that was given to man, which man broke. Okay? The first man, Adam and Eve, just broke the law of eating from the forbidden tree. Alright? But the Bible says, although the people were born thereafter were never given another law that they broke, still they were dying. You see now? <laughs> they were dying. Why? Because what Adam and Eve did set a law in motion. And that law that they set in motion began to operate in them. It began to function in their system. It was a self-destructive law that was being imparted to every child that was born thereafter. They did not need to commit any sin. They did not to break. They did not need to break any law. As long as they were born from Adam and Eve, there was a law operating in their blood. It was called the law of sin and death. There was a law operating in their bones. It was called the law of sin and death. There was a law operating in their body cells, which was able to allow the devil to attack them, sickness to attack them, disease to attack them, infirmity to attack them, failure to attack them, whatsoever negative thing you can think about, it was able to attack because that thing was working by the law of sin and death. So God was in a great predicament because even if he gave the Jews the Ten Commandments, those Ten Commandments could not cancel the law of sin and death. It was still operational in them, but how did God work around it? He told them, what you need to do is to kill an animal on your behalf. Oh. So instead of the people dying by the law of sin and death, they had to kill an animal to take their place prophetically. You see, God is a prophetic God who speaks in prophetic ways using a prophetic language. He told them you need to kill an animal on your behalf. So each time an animal was killed, it was as if a person has died by that law. Ah, so it was the law of substitution. They had to substitute their own death by the death of an animal. So they lived by the death of an animal. They lived because an animal had died. They had the hope of eternal life because an animal had taken their place. That animal was a prophetic animal standing in the place of the ultimate sacrifice. The son of the most high God. The son of God. The holy son of God. Jesus Christ. The ultimate sacrifice. Someone say, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can you see what I'm talking about? Are you hearing what I'm talking about? You see, it was a law of sin and death. So someone had to die. Something had to die. Somewhere, somehow. <laughs> to take the place of a sinful man. So when that thing has died on their behalf, because it was a prophetic act, a faith act, they presumably received life. So even if they died, they were waiting for the day to Stalamandi. When the ultimate sacrifice of God would be given, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Watch this. When they died, they went to a containment place 
caught the bosom of Abraham. They went there. I remember I taught the series from the cross to the throne. That this man Jesus went down, 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 down. Down, down, down into hell. Amen. Talking about hell, the hell you know. Yes, that the hell. That's where he went. Right there. Went there. Fought against every principality. Fought against the devil. And took the keys from the devil. The keys of death. And from there he went to a place called Abraham's bosom. People were kept there. These are people who had trusted that there was a Messiah coming. And in the place of the Messiah, they were killing animals. They were offering animal sacrifices, waiting for the ultimate sacrifice. They were kept there. So when Jesus offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice, when Jesus offered himself on that cross as the ultimate sacrifice, and when the Father in heaven accepted his sacrifice, Every person who had trusted in the coming Messiah, every person who had used the blood of animals because they had faith in the coming Messiah, every person was released from Abraham, Abraham's bosom. And the Bible says when Jesus resurrected, they all came out of the grave. And they went to visit their old school. They went to visit their old office, their old, their old houses. You can imagine the chaos that was in the city. <laughs> They went to say, hi, I used to live in that house uh, 700 years ago. What? <laughs> it was chaotic. But you see, it shows that the sacrifice of the Messiah was the ultimate sacrifice that would set man free from the law of sin and death. Aha, uh -huh. now that's where I was last week. That you see, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You can't be condemned. How? Where? Impossible. There's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, only people who are under the influence of the law of sin and death are liable to condemnation. Uh, the only people who can be condemned. People who have got this law operational in them. So whether these people are good people, whether these people are giving, whether these people are following a particular law, whether it's a law of of Moses or a law of Muhammad as long as they've never transitioned from that life to begin to live in Christ Jesus. They are still under the law of sin and death. Therefore, there's a sentence of condemnation upon their life. Are you hearing me? It doesn't matter what they may do, how they may do it, where they may do it, when they may do it. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what good act they may do. It is done by a person carrying the law of sin and death operational in them. So this person carrying this law operational in them, they are liable to condemn to condemnation by God. Why? Not because of their acts, but because of birth. They were born from a wrong lineage. A lineage that carries the law of sin and death. They must be condemned by their birth. They must be condemned for being, con be being connected to Adam and Eve. Now you, when you become born again, you are disconnected from Adam and Eve. So the law that was operation in Adam and Eve, the law of sin and death, is cancelled in your life. Once that law has been cancelled in you, there is a new law that begins to operate in you. It is called the law of the spirit 
of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. When that law becomes operational in you, the Bible says there's therefore now no condemnation unto you. Irrespective of what, when, when, it doesn't matter. There's therefore now no condemnation that can come upon your life. Now, this raises a very difficult question. Very difficult question. You can't even imagine how difficult this question is. It's a huge, huge, huge question. I'm telling you, a huge question. Theologians have grappled with this question for so many years. They've never found an answer. But let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. So just give me the whole chapter. I don't know how many verses. We'll read verse number 1 to 23. We'll read as much as we can. Romans chapter 6. Uh, give me verses 1 to 23. Now watch this. <laughs> what is the question? Let's read the question. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Aha! That's the question. <laughs> now that we've been set free from the law of sin and death, are you following me? There's another law operating in us. The law of the what? Spirit of life. Don't forget, you are saved by grace. It's not by your works. The works are irrelevant. You are saved by grace. Now, the question is, okay, now that I'm saved by grace, uh-huh, and there's a law operating in me, the law of the spirit of life. Can I go on and live my life anyhow, anywhere, in any way I want? Since I'm freed from the law of sin and death, can I just live my life anyhow? No. The apostle Paul answers in verse number two. God forbid. No. You can't do that. God forbid. How shall we then that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Ah. Solution. Alright. So, let's see, do some more drawings here. This is the dividing line. Can we see there? Can we see? All right. So here, we'll call it the domain. Of sin. And death. The domain of sin and death. Are we together so far? All right. In this domain, we've got Adam and Eve. The two began producing kids. That's their lineage there. What is operating in them? The law of sin and death. So they give birth to Abel and Cain and who else? Is this Seth? Huh? Of course, the lineage, it's not, these are not the only children. They had lots and lots of children. 
and the daughters too. It wasn't just some. Because there's a question, who did Cain marry? <laughs> what the Bible doesn't tell you is how many daughters and sons these guys had. They had a lot of them. So Cain married one of the sisters. Say, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a question, who did Cain marry? Abel was killed. Then the lineage continues. But still, although the lineage continued here, there is a law operating in them. It is called what? The law of sin and death. So, the Bible says in verse number 6 of Romans chapter, or verse 1 of Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Now, last week I showed you something, another, something very important again. I said, here, at the bottom here. Mm -hmm. When Christ, when Christ came into the world, he didn't come on this side, he came where? On this side. Not that Christ was a sinner, but he took on himself a body, okay, like a body of ours. Although he never committed any sin. Although it wasn't a sinful body, but it was a body that could sin, but it didn't sin. Is that making sense? Uh-huh. So he was born on this side. So here, our Lord died. Are we together so far? But he didn't die just for himself. We died with him there. Are we together so far? And then, on the other side, he what? Resurrected. Is it single or whatever? Look for, check it out in your dictionaries. I'm not a dictionary, I'm the revelator. All right. So, on this side, there's another law operational called the law of the what? Spirit of life. This is the domain of life. All right. Here we've got the domain of sin and death. They've got the domain of life. There's a law operating the law of the spirit of life. So when you are dead, <laughs> when you are dead here, remember you died with whom? You died with the Christ. So in other words, you are no longer existent here. So this guy was you. Okay. Don't worry about my art. That was you, there. You died with whom? Christ. Now, because you died, you get erased from here. You died in this domain. And you died with Christ, and then you were born a different man in this domain. Let's use a different color now. The big smile. You are now born there. 
a different man. Can you see, Prophet? Or do you need to zoom? You can see? Can you see properly? Uh -huh. That's a big smile. <laughs> you are born there, a new creature. The Bible calls you what? New creature. A child of God. You are now a new creature. So the question the Bible is asking now, okay, how shall we that are dead to this domain? Uh-huh. We are dead to this what? Domain. We are born in the other domain. How shall we then that are dead to the domain of sin live any longer therein? How can you go back Oh boy, I don't know whether you're hearing me. How can you go back in this domain and exist there again? That's the question. How can we that are dead to sin and we are born in the domain of life walk our way back and exist again in this domain? Now your face is frowning now. You are no longer happy. <laughs> That's the question. Is it a possibility that you can walk back into this domain? How shall we? How shall we? How shall we? How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? It's like someone who is dead, buried, forgotten, and then one day you just see them walking around on the streets again. It's madness. Confusion. <laughs> Say I disconnect. I disconnect. Say I disconnect. I disconnect. You see, when a child of God leaves their domain of life here, begin to hate others. Ah, now you're here. Now you're hearing what I'm saying. If you begin to hate other people, what, what are you doing? You are coming out of the domain of life Walk back into the domain of death, into the domain of darkness, into, oh my goodness, I don't know what they're hearing me. Oh, yes. So there are terms the Bible uses about this domain. It's a domain of sin and death. It's also a domain of what? Darkness. My goodness. This is so deep. Oh, boy. Jesus. God have mercy. I need to deliver this thing. I don't know whether you're hearing me. Just speak in tongues for a moment. Just begin to speak in tongues. 
Speak in tongues. Say, Oh Lord, cause me to understand. Oh Lord God, cause me to understand. Come on, pray, 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 speak in tongues. Oh Lord God, help me to understand. Cause me to understand, Lord God. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen. Are you here? Oh yes. Can I go deeper? Oh, go deeper, Baba. Give me 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 to 11. 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 to 11. Not your shopping center 7 to 11. Those are verses in the Bible. <laughs> Now, I want you to watch this. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. What beginning? The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. It's a commandment. Now, when people read that statement, they think about the laws, the laws of Moses. What? No, they're talking about the word of God that you have heard from the beginning. Which beginning? The beginning of your new life. When you became born again, there's a word that these people had heard. Now, John is reminding them what he taught them about their new life in Christ Jesus. Are we together so far? Uh-huh. Next verse. Watch this. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you. It's true in him and in you. Because the darkness is past and the true light, now what? Shineth. So darkness is this domain of death here. It's also called the domain of darkness. It is past. You died to this domain. It is no longer your present day reality. You are over it. You died to it and then you were born in a new domain. Now, the new domain in which you are born is, called, is also called the domain of light. Someone say light. Jesus. This one is called the domain of what? Darkness. That one is called what? The domain of light. Excellent. Are we together so far? All right, let's continue reading. He that saith he is in the light, uh -huh. and hateth his brother, <laughs> is in darkness even until now. Whoa. What does that mean? Now, when you are born here, you are born again. Oh, me, I'm a child of God. I am in the light. And then you are speaking, I am in the light. I walk in the light. I'm the light of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, Jesus said you are the light of the world. Excellent. Very good. Yeah, that's a very good story. But the Bible says, he that saith I am in the light, and yet he hates his brother. Where is he existing? He is existing back here in darkness. And that is perfect confusion. Perfect madness. 
<laughs> so, when you hate your brother, hatred transports you back and gives you an existence into the reign and domain of death. Oh my goodness. Hatred is a counterforce. Hatred is an anti-force. That literally transports you backwards. Out of the domain of light. Back into the domain of darkness. Hatred is a counter force to life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can I go deeper? Go deeper, Papa. Hatred is resurrection in reverse. Amen. Hatred resurrects you back into your old life. And you begin to exist again in the realm of darkness. Hatred is dangerous. Hatred is powerful. Hatred is literally a spiritual force. That takes you out of the domain of light and gives you a life again that you had before you became born again. And you exist again in this realm, the realm of darkness. Jesus Christ. Are you following me? Oh, yes. Oh, I've gone too deep enough. We are following, Papa. Are you following what I'm saying? Oh, yes. So he that saith he is in the what? Light and hated his brother is in darkness even until now. So in other words, you are transported back into the realm of darkness. Now when you are being transported back into the realm of darkness, surprise, surprise, what law operates in this realm? The law of sin and death. So you subject yourself again to the law of sin and death. It doesn't mean that you can come back, re-exist here, and continue operating by the law of the spirit of life. That's why your Bible says, although you are born again, mm -hmm, although you speak in tongues, mm -hmm, although you call yourself a child of God, uh -huh, we have no problem with all that. But guess what? Do not deceive yourself. Do not cheat yourself. There's a whole list of stuff that if you continue doing those things, anyone who does those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So in other words, the moment you begin to live in sin again, you have transported yourself back into the domain of darkness, into the domain of sin and death. And ultimately, your existence here cancels your existence there because you can't exist in two domains at the same time. Amen. You ought to be in only one domain. Someone say, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au. And follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. 
It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings. And it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed. And until next time, Shalom.